There are no heroes. There are no villains. There is only the man in the tower. You're listening to Under the Citadel. Today is a real treat, listeners. For the first time ever, someone requested to be on my show. A man that lives in my apartment complex sought me out to tell his life story on the air. What was I going to say? No? Of course I accepted. I offered to bring him in right then to record the interview, but he declined. Said he had more important things to do that day. Instead, he gave me a written manuscript to read on his behalf. Listeners, I hold the manuscript in my hand, and I have not taken one peek. I will discover its contents right along with you. Here we go. I am an old man as I write this memoir though I was young only moments ago. All events in my life are present to me. I exist outside of time, and therefore see my past, present, and future all at once. Oh, wow. I've never heard of anyone with this particular ability. I mean, I have a cousin who experiences multiple alternate timelines at once, but... Even those timelines march at the same pace. It's always nice to find a fresh perspective, but I digress. Let's continue. To say that I experience time non-linearly is a misnomer, as it assumes that time is linear to begin with. All the moments of my life wrap around one another in an eternal circle. I have always existed, or maybe I never existed at all doesn't really matter. Try explaining to a stick figure that there is a world outside the plane of a sheet of paper, and you'll come close to understanding the particulars of my condition. The whole of my life is laid out, ever present before me. Okay, so, I don't know about you listeners, but this feels a little pretentious. I mean, you can't just assume that people don't understand time irregularity. Not every ability is as straightforward as Jack Kano's strength. We can handle some nuance. Time travelers and dimension hoppers always think they have so much to share that we could never understand. It's not that hard to grasp. I apologize for my neighbor, dear listeners. He underestimates your intelligence. But, anyways, let's get back to the letter. Some have called it a gift of premonition, which is true though rather narrow in scope. Others flat out don't believe my claim. In a world where men can fly or bend steel, little faith is required to believe in physical abilities. It's hard to believe in unseen abilities. But I suppose it doesn't matter what people believe. I have found that it is simpler to allow others to live with their particular worldview unchallenged. I choose this moment to share my story with the world, 
because today is the final chapter in my life. The bracket of my existence is expiring. Tonight, I will die. Oh. Oh, I... I hadn't considered... Hmm. Can he really see forward to the exact moment of his death? That could be nice information to have. Or would it? I don't know if I'd want to know. Looks like he explains a bit in the following paragraph, so let us press on. From my birth I've seen the limits of my earthly life. I've had an abundance of what you might call time to prepare for my expiration. Here's a sampling of my experience. I'm two years old. The only son to an aggressively average couple. They know nothing of my gift. I could be the dimmest child in the world, and I would still mean the world to them. I'm fifteen. I meet a girl at summer camp. Her name is Evelyn Barnes. She shares her strudel with me. I'm thirty-four, and Evelyn is packing up her suitcase. A young girl peers in on us from the doorway. Our daughter. Evelyn tells me this isn't working out. She'll be at her mother's. Don't call. I'm twenty-two at my graduation dinner. A small group of familiar faces gather around me, eyes trained on me. My sweet Evelyn beams at me, proud of my collegiate achievement. Father orders an extra serving of meatballs at the table, my favorite. Next to father sits an unfamiliar woman. I ask where mother is. Smiles at the table fade. I understand. I am a toddler again. My parents videotape my every move. Open arms beckon me. I tell mother, I'm sorry she'll die. Video camera shuts off. This may have been the first words they've heard from me. First is relative, but mother won't see it that way. I'm 62, calling my daughter. She is a Ph.D. student at Berkeley, kind and caring like her mother, but very busy. I'm back at summer camp by smoldering embers of the once-roaring campfire. Teenage Evelyn falls asleep on my shoulder. I'm 22 again, and I tell Evelyn that I'll always love her, even when she leaves me. She gives a tight-lipped smile, stifling a terse response. None of these events contributed anything significant to the universe, but, taken in aggregate sum, they constituted my life. My allotted period to take a crack at unraveling the great mysteries of existence. My peers often describe me as distant or unemotional. Emotional expression is a purely chronistic construct. If there is a higher power watching over us, my life experience has shown me how that power might see this world. Step outside of a canvas, and you can see the whole tapestry before you. Step outside of time, 
and a human mystery becomes trivial. Death is fascinating and terrifying. I've lived with relative assurity of my every move, but there is nothing certain about the end. My whole life has been dedicated to preparing to walk into the night. That's not unique to me. The only certainty in life is the inevitable confrontation with death. There's no way to prepare for crossing that threshold. All one can do is hope for the best and make proper funeral arrangements. Listeners, I... I don't know what I'm feeling right now. I I feel such a connection to this man, though we've rarely spoken. It just occurred to me that I don't even know his name. To me, he is the man I'd nod politely to at the mailbox. The man who I politely ignore for the sake of social congruity. If this is true, and, and he really is dying tonight... The end of his letter lists arrangements for a funeral service tomorrow. It will be held at his father's restaurant downtown promptly at ten in the morning. All who understand this message are invited. I have to go, listeners. I have to catch him before... I have to find him.
Last night I was unable to find the man, my neighbor with the time irregularity. This morning I attended his funeral service. There were beautiful floral arrangements, light socializing, and a sweet old lady playing a happy dirge on the organ. The open casket was haunting. He looked so... so lifelike, so peaceful. His daughter gave a lovely eulogy, not a dry eye in the house. Then, just as the priest was giving his closing remarks, he stood up. Not the priest, I mean. The man in the coffin stood up. There was joy and confusion from everyone, most especially from the man who emerged from the coffin. Apparently he's fine. He simply no longer has the ability to see his life outside of time. Now he lives linearly, I guess, like the rest of us. When asked to describe what changed, the man said he didn't know. Everything before this moment was hazy to him, like he had just awakened from a long dream. He's still old, to be sure, but it seemed like a weight had been lifted off his shoulders. I tried to talk to him about what this means and how he can expand on his memoir. He didn't want it back. He was smiling. Last I heard, he went out to lunch with his daughter. He's happy. I should be happy for him too, I think. But I can't help but feel a sense of loss. A loss of his gift and insight. Oh well. Oh, and I finally asked him his name. It's Anoush. Anoush. The man who stood outside time. This has been a production of Real Contender Storytelling. Under the Citadel is written by Brandon Porter, with Davey Morrison-Dillard as the voice of Santino. Original music by Michael Biancardi. You can find the full score on SoundCloud. This episode's featured song is Cove of the Fireflies by Grove. Learn more at groveband.bandcamp.com. If you want your music to be featured on the show, email us at info at realcontender.com. If you want to support future episodes, you can find us on Patreon. Be sure to visit realcontender.com for information and updates on this production. That's R-E-E-L contender.com. Thank you.